0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum ten dollars
1: per order. Additional terms
0: apply.
2: Go be joining us shortly as the in- Alabama's number one, number two switched hands. Miami thought they should have been number two a week ago, but now they are number two. And you listen to Kirby Holcutt, the uh, the leader there in the playoff committee room and he says that miami's comeback win versus virginia really stood out the fact that they were down in that ball game and had 30 unanswered points went on to win 44 to 28 versus the cavaliers clemson is now number three oklahoma number four and i was a little worried i was concerned that oklahoma would get hosed everyone's in an uproar well not everyone but a lot of folks are in an uproar over baker mayfield and and his antics and and even more so, surprisingly, people are upset there at Oklahoma about the press conference he gave where he and his head coach got a little teary eyed there. But uh, so, one, two, three, four, Bama, Miami, Clemson, Oklahoma. And what's cool about this here in the next couple of weeks, of course, some big ball games this weekend, Iron Bowl comes to mind. But in the next two weeks, the top nine, they're all going to play ranked teams. So I think this. This playoff ranking will continue to get muddied, and we'll see what happens in the SEC. We've gone from the SEC having two teams possibly get into the playoff, and the pendulum has swung in past weeks to where we thought the ACC would have two teams get in. And now I think it has swung back to the SEC. we got the Iron Bowl, as I just mentioned. I think Auburn going up against Alabama, if Auburn can somehow beat Alabama, and my buddy Adam Zucker threw out a great stat last night on inside college football as far as an Auburn team sitting there with nine wins, and Nick Saban has never beaten an Auburn team that has nine wins, and Auburn is sitting there at 9-2, and two. and if they can lick Alabama this weekend and go on and have a rematch with Georgia, the winner of the SEC championship game, we know they are in, even if it's Auburn with two wins, or excuse me, two losses. So if they can do that, where does that leave Alabama? Alabama sitting there with possibly one loss if they lose this weekend. Do they still get in? I think it's going to depend on what happens around the country. And everyone's dismissing Ohio State because of their two losses, the way they lost to Iowa most recently. And Iowa had not done a damn thing since they won that ball game. I don't know what's happened to Kirk Ferentz's team. The wheels have fallen off, dominated by Wisconsin, losing at home to Purdue last week. Uh, It's just amazing the, the free fall that they are experiencing there and Ohio State sitting there with two losses at Michigan this weekend. If Ohio State can get Michigan and then take on Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship and somehow defeat Wisconsin and sitting there with two losses, I think the Big Ten champion is definitely going to be in the dance. They're going to be invited even with those two losses. So does that leave Alabama out? If you have a an epic contest between Miami and Clemson. By the way, Clemson, I think they may have some trouble this weekend with South Carolina, but we'll get into that a little later because it's not a football Friday. It is a football Wednesday since none of us will be here Friday. Uh, so, uh, but let's say that's an epic battle between Clemson and Miami. What happens in the ACC now? We, of course, Clemson has that cachet. They have gone to the BC, the, uh, Title game the last two years, of course, coming up short two years ago. Winning it all last year, they have the cachet. I would think on the strength of their p- recent history, they would get in, possibly even with a loss if it's a close loss to to Miami. So uh, I think a lot of things going to be materializing, of course, over the ne- this weekend and next weekend when you have the conference championship ball games. Who knows what's going to happen in the Big Twelve? TCU has still not clinched their ticket to to a rematch with Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship, which I remain just dumbfounded why they even thought, why they even bowed to the pressure to have a college football or a conference championship playoff, or a conference championship game. I, I don't get that. They, they're, they're really hurting themselves, especially if Oklahoma's sitting there with one loss. If they lose that ball game, they're out. They are done. No representative from the Big 12. So uh, everyone in the Big 12, uh, even – Longhorns, possibly not this one, uh, but uh, even they are rooting for Oklahoma to run the table, so the Big Twelve has a representative in the college football playoff. But we'll see how that plays out. Iowa State still has a tiebreaker over TCU, so TCU needs to win uh, this weekend, and and then they would get a rematch with Oklahoma. And uh, this thing, you know, you look at the Pac twelve, and it's, this stands out again as it did last week. You have a seven and three Big Ten team. Michigan State, they were just run roughshod over by Ohio State, yet they sit ahead of a two-loss Washington team who's taken on Washington State in the Apple Cup uh, this weekend. Uh, It's just amazing to me that they still sit in front of them. USC did not move. They're still at 11. And and so no rhyme or reason for that other than the Pac-12 is just being discounted. And much like Wisconsin is being discounted, I thought Wisconsin would possibly move into the top four they did not, and so more work for them to do. They have Minnesota, a team that was just embarrassed last week at Northwestern, 39 to nothing. That was my nail-biter. That was also my upset pick. So much for that, they didn't score a point versus Northwestern coming off a bye was Northwestern, and they look well-rested and, and put a beat down on Minnesota. So once again, it's Gio and Jones. And Gio is in Pittsburgh having some technical difficulties with the ISDN. We'll get him connected here shortly, hopefully. If not, I'm all you got, and that's more than enough. Uh, if you want to give us a call, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Talk some college football playoffs. I don't. I didn't see, or at least the guys I was around uh, last night, no one was really in an uproar over what uh, what we saw as far as the rankings. Uh, it, it went pretty much like everyone expected. Uh, you know, the Clemson, the Clemson moving from two to three, you know, that notwithstanding, it was pretty much, yeah, nothing to see here, moving right along because the big bigger ball games are, are this week, and I can't wait for that Iron Bowl and, and Nick Saban, see what they're working with. Everyone's concerned about Alabama on the defensive side and their vulnerabilities. I look at their offensive side, and you look at the number of sacks they've given up versus LSU, Mississippi State, 9-4 LSU, 5 versus Mississippi State a couple of weeks ago. That has to be a concern. Uh, Texas A&M got after the quarterback pretty good, three sacks in that ball game Now Jalen Hurts can make you miss. He has some of the best uh, capabilities as far as getting out of harm's way in all of college football. So uh, that being said, teams have been able to get to him. So Auburn, way they hunt, now they've got one of their best guys on that D-line, hurt Jeff Holland. We'll see. Uh, how nicked up he is. He he left the game early last week versus ULM. But Derrick Brown and 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 Russell and, and all these guys on that D line, they can really get after the quarterback. That's gonna be the key. And their offensive line is playing the best it's played all year long uh there at Auburn. Herpan, the O line coach has done a wonderful job with all the different combinations. They've had six or seven different combinations uh during this football season. So I think that's gonna be an incredible football game. I can't wait. We're gonna have that Saturday on, on CBS And Friday we'll have Missouri and Arkansas, and everyone knows Arkansas is in a world of hurt, especially their head coach. And Missouri's been playing some great ball. Barry Odom, uh, kudos to you, man. I don't know what you did to that football team, but winning five, six straight ball games after just looking like you didn't even know what a football was earlier in the year, beating up on the the lesser knowns, but doing nothing versus good teams. And, And now they have completely turned it around. Uh, they were forced to be reckoned with, and, and Arkansas will have their hands full off a close loss at home to Mississippi State, Mississippi State uh, a, a week ago, a game in which uh, a little controversial call. They're on fourth and and two, and you're on your side of the 50, and you go for it with three minutes left and two timeouts, and the play call was just uh, – that was befuddling. Uh, the play call they had on that fourth and two, and it went nowhere, and, of course, Mississippi State went on to win – Uh, that ball game. So a lot of good college football stuff happening. The Apple Cup, that's going to be a crazy place uh, up in Washington, uh, a a venue that doesn't garner as much credit as it should uh, there in Seattle. What a great place to play. Had the luxury of playing there when I was in college at UCLA, and that place will be rocking as Washington State tries to get into the Pac-12 championship game versus USC, and if they don't, If they lose that ball game, Stanford would go. And Stanford, of course, is taking on Notre Dame this weekend. Macy Bryce Love may not tweak the ankle that he hurt earlier this year. And he's coming off a a good game, 163 last week. And uh, we'll see if he's going to be in the fold. But uh, as far as the Pac-12 is concerned, uh, this game versus Notre Dame doesn't matter. Uh, I think Notre Dame were will play better in this ball game than they did last week versus Navy. They got the win versus Navy, but taking on a triple option as opposed to a conventional offense like they'll see this weekend, that's like going from trigonometry class back to that old rudimentary addition and subtraction class. So uh, look for the Irish to, to look more like the team we saw prior to the Miami contest when they did nothing. They were owned on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Gio and Jones, Gio in Pittsburgh, joining us shortly as Mikey B goes nuts. He keeps wiping his brow. He's all flustered. Yeah, don't try to hide now. It's your fault. I'm putting it on you, not that 20-year-old engineer there in Pittsburgh working the graveyard shift. Uh, We'll see if we can get Gio piped in. I think we're halfway there. He's got a little echo in his ear, so uh, that would be annoying. So we'll we'll get that straight, but... We're going to have a couple guests on the show today. Mike Resco AAC, AAC Commissioner. They've got a huge game, UCF and USF. Of course, UCF still undefeated, and they're sitting there at 15th in the rankings. And USF, one loss on the season, Charlie Strong and the Bulls. So that should be a pretty good game. So we'll talk to Mike Resco. Houston Nuts, CBS Sports Network, college football analyst, three-time SEC Coach of the Year is going to join us as well. And always fun to have Coach Nut on, see what he thinks about these rankings. Probably the same as all of us. Nothing, nothing to see here. So we got all that coming up on the show. We're going to talk some Mike Leach on weddings and wedding planning. This dude is all over the map. He was talking about playing football in the mud as well here recently. So we'll see what he has to say. Some more Lavar Ball talk. He's stepping in it again. A strange Ray Allen catfish story. I thought we were done with the catfish. Matt Tateo. Uh, apparently not. So all that college football, some pro football, we got it covered here on G.O. and Jones. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Gio, what's happening? Oh, hey, Brian. How's it going, man? Oh, it's going well. I'm just, you know,
3: treading water. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, I, I know.
3: Um, it's uh, We do have an engineer on the way, though, so hopefully I'll be able to talk to you in a way that's not over the, the telephone in, in, a, in a little bit. So we'll uh, we'll figure it out, but no big deal. We've had worse stuff happen to us, right? I mean, your dad left you.
2: <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. And we've done this before where it was me that was on the phone and you were here in the studio on, on, on one uh, infamous snow day, I recall. So yeah, uh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we can handle this
3: yeah, no, we, we could definitely handle this, but I love how you open the show going. Yeah. Gio's having some issues in Pittsburgh. He always has issues. <laughs> I'm, I'm yelling like, tell him that it's the technical. issue, it's not, not the personal issues. This yeah, time." Right. I'm not having some sort of mental breakdown. Like I'm thinking if my parents are listening or something, or someone close to me is streaming, they're like, Oh my God, what's wrong with him? You know, are you okay?
2: As if they don't already know what's wrong with them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Well, a great
3: opening segment.
2: Awesome. Uh, well, Oh, thank you, sir. Appreciate it.
3: And uh, not that much to talk about with the rankings. I Nothing. Guess. A little flip flop.
2: Right. Exactly. That's it. How about the uh, committee trying to make up for what they should have done a week ago?
3: Yeah, that's basically what it was. And, I mean, I, do you squeeze Wisconsin in there just for the hell of it? Probably not. I didn't think they were going to do that. I mean, there's going to be some Wisconsin fans that are upset about that. But, I mean, nobody lost. I mean, that's basically what it comes down to. And someone will lose when Miami and Clemson play each other so they have to keep winning they know that um but yeah i mean at this point this was one of the most ho-hum of the rankings there wasn't even that much to even get upset about i still think oklahoma should be higher they're not um but i uh, we'll just we'll, we'll see as we always say it's it's the last ones that count and then we can go nuts with that when it happens but i just hope they don't screw it up and they've given us a couple of reasons to think that they may but i still have faith
2: yeah let's hold our faith and let's hope uh bogus can give us some faith too with this uh
3: this update
0: oh hey bogus what's going on man greg you sound wonderful
3: (laughs) yeah i know i know this is this is 2017 man look at this i'm on a landline i've got a microphone in front of me i've got my headphones i've got a rundown i'm all ready to go and i'm on a telephone
0: but (laughs) uh what can you do well, I'll do an update for now, and Brian will Google search something. Uh, so uh, one, Already at it. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> so one Barber gets to be a Pro Football Hall of Fame semifinalist. Another gets to spend his afternoons with Danny Boyne. Danny Boy. <laughs> That's blue. Ronde Barber, one of 27 men, still alive in Canton voting this fall. He is one of six first-timers to get this far as well. Randy Moss, Brian Urlacher, and Ray Lewis also in that group. Fifteen finalists are chosen in January, then the enshrinees picked during Super Bowl week. Jerry Jones has informed the compensation committee he is no longer threatening to sue it and or the NFL over Roger Goodell's new contract. Jerry apparently happy that the committee is now listening to outside owners about these negotiations. The Broncos expected to start Paxton Lynch at QB Sunday against the Raiders who fired defensive coordinator Ken Norton Jr. yesterday. Uh. Alabama still atop those college football playoff rankings, now followed by Miami, then Clemson, with Oklahoma again fourth, the Hurricanes and Tigers exchanging spots, the only difference from last week's top 12. College Hoops, T.J. Gibbs scorching for Notre Dame at the Maui Invitational.
4: Fluger around the screen. Fluger goes baseline. Fluger shovels it in the quarter. Farrell now up top. Gibbs, another three on the way. Another three is good. T.J.
0: Gibbs, get out the asbestos nets. He's burning them down. Anybody want this one? Get the (laughs) asbestos nets? (laughs) No. Uh, Jack Nolan on the Notre Dame basketball network. Gibbs did score 26 as the Irish pounded LSU 92-53. will play Wichita State for the Maui title today. Third-ranked Kansas beat up Texas Southern 114-71. Number 22, Baylor beat Creighton 65-59 to win the Hall of Fame Classic. It was just the Bulls and Lakers in the NBA last night.
3: Here come the Lakers three on three. Kuzma to Caldwell Pope. Caldwell Pope three-pointer. Good! Lakers by 5! 15 in the game for
0: KCP! John Ireland, Lakers Radio, Contavious Caldwell, Pope 21. As L.A. erased a 19-point hole in the third quarter, beating the Bulls 103-94. The Babe Ruth of Japan, 23-year-old pitcher slash outfielder Shohei Otani, should be in the majors next season. MLB, the Players Association, and Japan's top league agreeing on a new posting system yesterday. Ohtani's current team will eventually make $20 million from a big league club. The Rangers can offer Ohtani the highest signing bonus at $3.535 million. The MLS Conference Finals beginning with Seattle's 2-0 win in Houston and Columbus and Toronto playing to a scoreless tie. They'll each meet again next week and on ice, Dallas got by Montreal 3-1. The Canucks winning 5-2 in philadelphia one of you talk (laughs) thank
2: you bogus appreciate that i know you got double duty over there at 880 but let's talk weddings i should be the last person i want to talk weddings Gio, you want to talk about some weddings
3: yeah of course man i mean i went through it what a couple of years ago now yeah and it's still fresh in my mind so i'm I'm really curious because all the stuff that was going on here i didn't have a chance to hear mike leach yet so i'm really curious to hear what he has to say about
4: it well let's hear mike leach the women lose their mind your fiance is going to lose her mind. Your mother-in-law is going to lose her mind. Your mom is going to lose her mind. Several of your sisters and uh, female relatives are going to lose their mind. And, um, and they're going to they're barrage you with constant questions. What should we wear? And then, uh, which of course my answer was I don't care. And then uh, what color should the invitations be? I don't care. Uh, what should we have for dessert? I don't care. Should we seat this this way or th- that that way? I don't care. But see, I don't care is not satisfactory at all. And you're going to get caught in a catch-22, and I'm certain that you already have. And that catch-22 is, well, I want you to be a part of this too. Uh, so what color invitations? Um, all right, the blue ones. Well, I kind of like uh, I kind of like the tan ones. Okay, the tan ones then. Oh, you're just saying that because uh, 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 you want this over. Well, you're not even thinking about it, which is, of course, true. Uh, what do you want for dessert? I was thinking of strawberry shortcake. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, strawberry shortcake would be good. Well, what about the blueberry pie? Well, I like the blueberry pie. We could have the blueberry pie. Well, I thought you said you wanted the <laughs> strawberry shortcake. And it's just going to go back and forth, and they're going to play keep away from you. Until uh, after you're married, there's no answer you can give that is going to be satisfactory or correct. And if you successfully uh, please a few of them, the others will still be, oh, well, I just don't feel like he's that interesting. Yeah, okay, so, so you need to work late, uh, go in the back room and read a lot of books, uh, take the groomsmen out so you make sure that they march in just right and they know exactly, you know, these swell Outfits that you picked out or whatever, however you're doing it. Um, And in the end, you'll wish you eloped. Uh, You need to find um, excuses uh, that they'll buy uh, to be as far out of harm's way as you possibly can.
2: Now, Mike Leach, head coach there at Washington State, went on this rant after he was asked by a reporter there his advice on uh, getting married. And and uh, his advice on weddings, and I actually have a buddy over on the news team at you know, in CBS Sports. Uh, he is going through this currently, and we were discussing just yesterday had they come to a meeting of the minds and an agreement on his the color of his suit. He wanted a particular color for his tux, and uh, the bride to be balked at that, and so he acquiesced, and now they're in agreement on that. Now they've moved on to the next issue, and just as uh, Coach Leach uh, there uh, identified, it's one thing after another, and you, haven't gone through this more most uh, recently, Gio, can attest to that.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, you're a prop when you're a man, generally, <laughs> in these weddings. That's, that's all you are, yep. and uh, sometimes your wife or wife-to-be will have – I uh, want you to be involved and have some ideas and some questions, and Mike Leach is right. I mean, then you, you give your opinion, and if it's not exactly what they want, then all of a sudden that opinion doesn't matter. I, I I probably told this story before when I was going through the wedding planning, and we had to go to the limo place to pick out the limo and give them a deposit, and it was like a half-hour drive after work. It wasn't like down the block, maybe even longer than that, and I just was tired I was I was doing mornings in Pittsburgh, so I was thinking about a nap at that time. And you know, my wife goes to me, well, we're going to go to this limo place today, and I want you to take a look at some of the limos. I have one that I like that I want to get, but I want you to come with me. So I asked her, I said, what if there is a limo there that I like that's not the one that you like? Are you going to listen to my opinion? And she said, no. So I said, okay, and then I'm not going. I'm just not going to be a part of it and waste my time while – you just go through everything you need to do. I mean, you're nice about it. You say, sure, whatever you want, whatever you need, I'm here. That sounds good. Uh, but if you think that you are a part of this thing and something other than a prop during your wedding day and the planning, well, you got something else coming.
2: I would agree one hundred percent, and you need to pick your battles, and, and you're going to lose all of them. So you
0: might as well res- be resigned to that fact. Bogus, uh, would you say you had similar experience? Yeah, I checked out of all the unimportant things to me. There was no reason to be involved in napkin color yeah. and like should the, the should the seats have like covers over them or not, or round tables or square tables. I cared about the menu and the DJ, and that was it. <laughs> Everything else just it doesn't matter.
2: Yeah, yeah, you you, you can't win it. And uh, mine was a little, probably a little bit, little bit more simpler. I know it was than, than Geo's. It was uh, just at a at a uh, what do they call those guys? Justice of the Peace. Mm. And then you had we had a big reception, but uh, I I don't care. Do whatever. Just uh, tell me where I need to be and what time I need to be there. I kept it simple as that, and and uh, I, I think it worked out uh for me except for all those hungry dominicans who ate up all the food and didn't bring any gifts but what are you gonna do hmm. had to feed the village right of course <laughs> mike did you have a similar experience yeah i didn't
1: do much uh, right one i'm not capable of it with my mind and two my wife's <laughs> a lot smarter so <laughs> i said okay i'll be there let's have fun i'll drink i'll eat and we'll have a good time and it was
2: <laughs> yeah I, I i pretty much uh thought he'd go that route yeah, just she was dragging
0: him by the hand. I'm glad we've gotten to a point where he acknowledges his shortcomings. Yeah. I think that's half the battle. That, that, definitely. More than half the battle. Thank you, Brian. At,
3: it's... at least half the battle. <laughs> hey, yeah. speaking of Mikey B, he put a trivia question in our email last night. He didn't give us many clues because you know him. He's got like this Rain Man quality about him. He remembers what guest was on at what time during the three years we've done this show. So... He put an email in season one, the first year of Geo and Jones, who joined the show the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. (laughs) So 2015, Wednesday before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Eve. Right. He gave us two clues. The person only joined the show once. This person is an analyst, not on CBS. So (laughs) I've got to guess. Can I ask one more clue, though, Mike? Sure. Is this guy a former player?
1: I I have to double-check on that. I know he is a former coach, but probably played.
3: Hmm. Oh, okay. Former coach. Who is not on...
0: Not on CBS. Because
3: my guess was going to be Troy Aikman, but it's not that.
0: I guessed that, no. too. I also guessed uh, Chris Collins' words, which is not true. No, we've never had Chris on, have we? No. Uh-uh. Uh, I um, guess Spencer Tillman for fun. That former was, player, right. right. Uh, yeah, I was, it, that was going to be my guess. Is it Tony Dungy? No. Oh, that's a good one. Right? Because he also Mike's He's a former player. Right, Mike, and Mike might not have known that, so that's why I went to Dungy.
1: Mm. He was yeah. drafted in 1974 by the Green Bay Packers, but spent his only NFL season on the injured reserve, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> they call him Dave Doe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> How about Dave Doe? He hasn't done a damn thing since he was on the show. Not yeah, acknowledging well, his nickname. Wake Forest got him. Did you guys see that play in the end of that ball game? What a wild one that was. Uh, so way to go, Dave Doe. Uh, gra- drafted by the, the Packers and played one season. Hmm. That is a good one. I can what? give
1: another clue. Okay. He has a connection to the city Greg is currently
3: in right now.
2: Hmm. Okay. Hmm.
3: You know what? I am I am totally yeah. I'm stumped. Totally lost on this one.
2: You have any more clues?
3: No, just give it to us at this. point. <laughs> oh, you want to give in? Like I usually give in with you. You yeah, always ask me. do You I want it, to take I a guess? Because I, I got nothing. Unless you guys have other guesses, I don't want to <laughs> sit here in dead silence and go. Hmm. <laughs> uh, give give it, it to
1: us, Dave, Dave Wanstead.
3: Oh, oh, Coach Wanstead!
1: Wow. Damn it! There you I go. Known that one. Yeah, that's a good one.
3: Yeah, and we don't get him now because he's out in L.A., right, for the right, most part? Right, right, yeah, yeah.
1: We never get him because he's out in California, but it just happened that he was in Chicago at the time, so it worked out that we could get him on the show, and it was the uh, Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And also on that show, Brian hit me. But that, that doesn't mean much. No, I—, I I hit you in the studio or... In the control room. You came in here and I hit under a chair. Why did I hit you? What Uh, did you do? That I don't remember. Something I did wrong, clearly. Right.
2: Oh, okay.
3: Wow, that started early then, huh? The abuse?
1: Yes, about, (laughs) uh, I guess that's nine months in. No, ten months in.
2: (laughs) But
3: again, my fault. Yeah, of
2: course. Of course. And that would be 11 months in uh, if it was in November, right? Uh okay, interesting. Dave wants that. Cool. Nice trivia. You got any more? That's it. That was the only that trivia. That's it. There'll
1: I- be more trivia in the emails throughout the uh, the next month. Oh good. Way to finish strong.
2: Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Now uh, you you mentioned uh Ronde Barber being on the Hall of Fame, one of the semifinalists. I did mention it. And uh one of Geo's favorites of all time is on there as well. And he's one of the show's favorites, even though he blocked us uh, on Twitter, and that's Ray Lewis.
3: Yeah. And uh, your feelings on that, G? Well, I mean, I knew this. of course, he's going to be a a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, I'd be shocked if he wasn't. I mean, there's no doubt about it. So I knew that this was coming. Um, But I just need to make sure that I'm nowhere near his Hall of Fame speech (laughs) when it happens (laughs) because it's going to be the most over-the-top crock you've ever heard. In your in your in your life, um, so I I mean I could just I could just see it, you know, now where he's All right. looking around the crowd and we got Jesus in the front row. Jesus stand up. Jesus hasn't come to any of these. I know he were before. None of these inductions he's here for me. Jesus, Jesus will probably introduce him. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I hope so. That'd be cool, man. I may watch. <laughs> yeah, in that guess I guess so. <laughs> okay, Jesus, where were you on that uh, day in Atlanta? Mm-hmm. <laughs> where were you? Side by side, okay. Yeah, All
0: we're right. not talking about that today. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what's over-under on time for that bad boy? Oh, God, a day and a half. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's
3: going
2: to be handed out sleeping bags. Uh, no, who seriously, who do you think should uh, introduce him?
3: Like seriously? Yeah. If you want me to answer Mhm. Uh, Ed Reed. Yeah, I was thinking
2: Ed Reed too. Yeah, probably be Ed. No,
0: doesn't he have like a like a ish son? Isn't there? Yeah, a, I think he would do it.
2: You think a kid would? Yeah.
0: Do it? Okay. But I, I my
2: first inclination was Ed Reed as well because they're longtime teammates. There, of course, their connection uh, with the U.
0: It's gonna be hot too, so he's gonna be sweating. Oh. He's gonna yeah. have the handkerchief out, wiping himself down, undressing those long, you know. Tie loose, collar loose. That's going to be equal parts amazing and terrible.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. I, I agree, it's going to take forever, and he's going to be way over the top and and just ramble on and on and on. But he had a great career, and he is a first ballot Hall of Famer. So uh, kudos to him. What for do you that. think's
3: going to be longer? The amount of time that Ray Lewis speaks at his Hall of Fame. Uh-huh induction or the time it takes the engineer to get to the studio to (laughs) fix the problem. Uh,
2: Ray Lewis, hands down. (laughs) He's
3: he's been 10 minutes away for an hour.
2: (laughs) Oh, is he Dominican?
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's what they say. I'm
2: right around the corner. The corner just happened to be 20 minutes away.
3: (laughs) Uh, I've been like holding on, like trying to be positive, and now I've like officially lost my mind. It's past 630 Eastern. Time. You know all the inner workings there. That's your old studio, right? Just go hit a few buttons. Yeah, I tried, but it's not, it's not my old studio. It's one of these side studios, and I've been trying, and I, I mean, it's just, I mean, even our engineers there who were great, and Martin Travers is suggesting stuff. It's just someone who knows this board needs to come in and fix it, but, I mean, this is what happens when there's no engineer on duty, and the guy... It was producing one of the shows as a younger guy, and what he does is he produces radio shows. And right. he he's not an engineer. Gotcha. He, they give him a packet of papers here <laughs> and tell him to hit a bunch of buttons he doesn't know what he's doing, <laughs> and there's nobody around to help. <laughs> they don't care. It's oh. Nobody cares.
2: <laughs> no one cares about Gio, They've forgotten about you. You sound like.
3: I mean, it was great when I came in. You know, and this is what sucks about it is I came in, I'm getting hugs, people are coming down the hallway, oh, everything's great. I'm feeling great about everything, and then it just went to hell. So, and I got people popping in here who just think that I'm on the phone, right? You know, like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, I'm on the air. I'm on the air. Well, you s- be alone. So now it seems like I'm a jerk, acting like a jerk to everybody. But oh no, you're no LeVar Ball, and that's who we're going to discuss
2: next when we come back because LeVar Ball, he's at it again. Next on Geo and
3: Jones, it's the show that Ray Lewis blocked on Twitter. Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio.
0: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment and more. Play it at play.it.
2: But let's talk Lavar Ball. It is getting crazy this morning. I don't even know if I want to go there cuz I'll get crazy and go off. So I'm not going to go off, go off about the the current situation with Lavar Ball. Uh, Let's talk about what he had to say about uh, the Lakers and how they're treating his son, uh, Lonzo Ball. LeVar Ball told a bleacher report that the Los Angeles Lakers staff should take a specific approach to coaching his son, be tougher on him. They're saying they're coaching him soft, not calling the staff soft, but the way they're coaching his son, they are soft, and they should coach him a lot harder. And we do have Gio. Brian, no!
3: Oh, the eagle has landed! <laughs> yes, yes, it has! Oh my <laughs> goodness, I've never been so happy! Uh, there you, know you what go. It was, you know what makes me feel better too is it was more than just a one button hit. There was a toggle situation, ah. and and there was it was something that nobody would have known. It was like you know how like some people can like if you have an old car and only you know how to get it started, right? That's basically what happened here. Okay. But we are here. He walked in. He did it. It took him a couple of seconds, but uh, we definitely needed his help. Sweet. Anyway. Whoever uh, him is, thank you, him. Yeah. Ron Honeychuck is his name. Well, Ron Honeychuck, you the man of the hour. And he definitely stopped to get a cup of coffee on the way. There was no doubt about that because he walked in with a, with a get go cup of coffee. And there's no way, unless he lives in a get go. Uh, so maybe that's why it took him so long to get down here. But that's okay because he fixed it. And I'm not going to be angry about this any longer. So uh, you were saying about LeVar Ball, Brian.
2: Yeah, I was talking about LeVar Ball. And, and he was calling out the coaching staff saying they're soft in the manner in which they're coaching his son, he wants them to ride. Lonzo a lot harder. They want he wants them to push Lonzo and Luke Walton had uh, he had a few comments as you might imagine about Lavar's comments.
4: When you when you read, I'm going to assume maybe you have not heard, but you know, Lonzo's father, uh, Lavar, saying things that not coaching his son the right way. Generationally, you know, there's always a helicoptering parents uh, at that at that at that age. What do you say to that when you hear stuff like that? Or read that. Absolutely nothing. I was Actually, I was really proud of our, our media guys this morning for not asking about that because it's not what we're here to do or talk about. Um, I will say this. I think that he has done a phenomenal job as a father with Lonzo because Lonzo is a special young man. He's self, selfless. He's unselfish. His teammates, his teammates love him. He cares about them. Uh, he plays the game the right way. So he's done a great job with that. But we're not uh, concerned with what parents think of how we're coaching the, the team. Uh, we're concerned with the team and what's best for our team and and uh, and how we can continue to get better.
3: And, yeah, this was the stuff that we all expected to happen where LeVar Ball was going to start questioning the coaching staff, the teammates, making it a, a really tough situation for Lonzo Ball. And, you know, I actually think that some of the stuff with him going on CNN – And making a spectacle out of himself and getting involved in politics and and all those things. I think those are better to deal with in Lonzo's case than this stuff where you have LeVar criticizing how the Lakers are handling him or any time that Luke Walton's name comes out of LeVar Ball's mouth. That's the stuff... That's probably more harmful to Lonzo than his father going on CNN and becoming a nationally trending story.
2: Yeah, I would agree. Anytime he injects himself into the basketball business of the Lakers, that's going to have a negative effect on his son. But you knew he was going to do that at some point. He has not. uh, He has always done that. He, He did it. When Lonzo was there at UCLA, remember he called them out once they didn't uh, they didn't get through the tournament uh, as smooth as he thought they should have. He called out the coaches there, but when they were going well, they, the coaches were fine. When they lose, it's the coaches' fault. He did it with his son's high school coach. Also, he moved his co- is, his last son. Uh, I, is he LiAngelo? I get him mixed up. I forget once. Uh, well,
3: it's yeah, it's LaMelo is the youngest. Okay. LiAngelo's the yeah. Chinese theft. Yeah.
2: And Lonzo's <laughs> yeah. the Laker. He, 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 he's the—, the the Klepto is uh, Leangelo, uh, and, and so Lamelo. He moved him from a, to a different high school because he didn't like the coach. So, I mean, you, you knew at some point he had to insert himself into the basketball conversation. The fact that he went the route in which he did, saying that you're coaching my son too soft, that's interesting to me. You know, usually it's a parent who thinks you're one, you're not playing your, your kid. They don't think you're playing their kid uh, enough, and and they think you may be too hard uh on on your, their kid now you have uh LeVar saying that no coach him harder you need to be tougher on him and and uh, you everyone that witnessed last night's comeback for the Lakers winning two games in a uh, in, in a row uh, they 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 point to the fact that Uh, Lonzo is finding other ways to help. You know, the scoring is still down, averaging about seven points a game, but uh, he is rebounding like crazy, and, of course, he gets everyone else involved. So he's finding his way, and they think the fact that he's rebounding,
3: uh, that can help be a catalyst for
2: his scoring woes.
3: It is amazing, though, how much attention is paid to Lonzo Ball on a night-in, night-out basis, and I know most of it is because – of LeVar Ball, and then you add the fact that it's the Lakers on top of it, which is one of those iconic franchises in sports. But you know, let's say, like, Lonzo Ball was drafted by a team that doesn't have the spotlight on him as much. You know, let's say the the Milwaukee Bucks. Well, they have a pretty good team, but I, I don't know. Give me any—the Indiana Pacers, uh, even though they're pretty popular where they are. What's a good team, like a nondescript team? The Orlando Magic. How yeah. about that one? Okay, The Orlando Magic. Or even the Brooklyn Nets. Because even though they're in New York City, there's not as much attention on them as the Knicks, of course, in a night-in, night-out basis. Would we be this wrapped up in how Lonzo Ball was doing every single night? Do you think it's purely driven by LeVar, or do you think a lot of it has to do with the fact that it's, it's also the Lakers and Magic Johnson drafted him, and it's all just one big celebrity fest?
2: I think it's it's it would happen no matter where his his son played. Uh, he has such a megaphone, and everyone's so... Uh, in tune to what he has to say, uh, you know, good or bad, that no matter where his son was playing, uh, we'd be we would focus in because he'd have something to share about either negatively or, or positively about uh, how it's working out for his kid. So I I don't think it matters uh, the locale of his son's employment, uh, he's going to be front and center, and everyone's going to want a quote from him. I mean, this TMZ world we live in currently, you know uh, it, it, they would find LeVar Ball and they would get a quote from him no matter where his son was playing.
3: You know, you've got the Warriors and the Thunder tonight in Oklahoma City, and I'm seeing all these promos and these vignettes on the sports TV shows and the cupcake Durant stuff, and I, you know, I'm really surprised – uh, maybe I shouldn't be. Maybe I'm naive in this. But I'm really surprised that 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 there's people that still think that this is a thing in sports media. I mean, isn't it over now? I mean, we're, we are now a year removed from this, year plus. Kevin Durant went and won a championship. Russell Westbrook went and won an MVP. These guys are doing fine on their own. You had the all-star game. I think that a lot of that stuff, as we learned, was blown up between the two of them. I, I really don't think that him going back to Oklahoma City is still a story. I mean, maybe the Durant Twitter stuff makes it relevant because that wasn't that long ago. But I'm just I'm, I'm surprised. Usually, you get one year of that and then it's gone. But I guess it's still a thing for some people. Well,
2: it's it's interesting that it is still a thing. They're just going to beat this dead horse. And and Durant has gone on one his title and he's averaging what over thirty anytime he takes on OKC. And I think I guess the the fact that you have new players there. Uh, you have Carmelo Anthony, you have Paul George, and now uh, he's going up against some different uh, Thundercats. And, uh, oh, Thundercats, how about that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was pretty good. What, 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 yeah, wasn't that the, uh, was the cartoon, right? Yeah. And, and uh, what's the one? My, uh, I had a former teammate, Austin Robbins. He'd call me. Was there, was there a gonzo character in Thundercats? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not a big thunder catcher. Uh, I, I wasn't either. Up, maybe maybe it was a different cartoon, but for some reason that made me take it out. But anyway, you got some new faces there in OKC and maybe since you have new faces uh there and everyone's uh you know they're they're bringing up all the 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 past about Kevin Durant leaving there because you have some new guys he's going to be taking on in those OKC uniforms. So I, I don't know. It wasn't first uh, of mind. What really was top of mind when I saw the Warriors are taking on OKC is the fact that Durant has played pretty well against his old team. Now let's see if he can do that with George and, and Carmelo Anthony there uh, in in the fold. So, uh, you know, he, he's moved on. I, I think that the conversation should move on. It shouldn't be about uh, why he left and, and how he left. Uh, it's over. Get
3: over it. Right. There's far more interesting things in the NBA this season than that story from last year. All right, coming up next, a college football preview. We've got our rankings from last night. What games will change those rankings this weekend? It's Gio and Jones. Keep it right here on CBS Sports Radio.